This is the Good News Station, WCNO, Palm City. Godfrey Electric is a fourth-generation, full-service electrical contractor serving St. Lucie, Martin, Palm Beach, and Broward counties. Godfrey Electric specializes in industrial, commercial, and residential electrical service work. Godfrey Electric, an underwriter of the WCNO ministry, is available on the web at www.godfreyelectric.com or at 561-833-3753. Golden Rule Academy K-12 Private Christian School. As parents, you want to make the best choice to empower your child to succeed. At Golden Rule Academy, we have the same goal. Let us help you educate and inspire your children to dream big. We offer accelerated curriculum, reasonable class sizes, caring and involved instructors, as well as art, music, physical ed, tutoring, and extracurricular music lessons, and of course, sports programs, including high school football. Our mission is to build confidence and to teach a love for learning. Golden Rule Academy is now enrolling for the 2012-2013 school year. Space is limited and scholarships are available for qualifying students. You can reach our office at 772-464-1597. That number again is 772-464-1597. Good morning. I'm Pastor Bob Tarvis, your host for the Revealing Truth radio broadcast. I want to invite you to listen in today as Pastor Jason Baumgartner takes us on a journey through God's Word that will reveal truths for our lives. John 8.32 says, And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Grab a pen and take some notes, and let the Holy Spirit reveal the Father's heart to you. This series that we're going to be getting into is a very important series for the life of our church. And uh, really excited to be able to bring it because I really believe when we're done with this series that it's we're going to have a perspective shift in our relationship with the Lord to the point that we walk in the victory that God has called us to walk into. Instead of coming from the place of defeat, coming from the place of suffering, we begin to live our life coming from the place of victory. Somebody shout, the war is over. Our text today is going to be in Joshua chapter 6. But how many of you recognize this morning that we need in the body of Christ, we need in the body of Christ today is not more entertainers. Amen. We really need people that are kingdom minded and kingdom anointed and people that are willing to bring a word about the kingdom. People that are willing to preach about the kingdom, people that are willing to lay their life down for the kingdom. How many know that a lot of what we see happening in the church today in America is really performance based? I mean, all you have to do is tune into some Christian television networks and you can see the performance. And it's a lot of it is very performance-based, it's very man-centered, and it's very need-oriented. A lot of people go to church because they're just looking to get needs met all the time rather than becoming the person to meet somebody's need. In fact, a lot of churches like to keep people needy. 
so they can keep people at their altars and they can pray for them every week and they got somebody to lay hands on every week and they can say that they had a great meeting and God did some cool stuff so they like to keep people in this place of always being in need for God to do something in their life but how many know while ministering at the altar is a wonderful thing and seeing people restored at the altar is a really cool thing and the work of the Holy Spirit our real goal ought to be as believers as leaders to empower people to break free from whatever it is that's been binding them so that they can walk free from it and live free from it and stay in a place of victory so they don't have to come to the altar every week the goal is to see people not at the altar I know that doesn't really wash with a lot of what you hear in church today so that when people really get empowered they won't need to answer the altar call that much anymore because they're coming from a place of victory and they become much more fruitful somebody say fruitful fruitful amen now, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with, 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 with altar calls. What I'm saying is, is in some places they just want to keep people dependent on the anointing in the church just to keep people needy so, and, and dependent on the man of God instead of dependent on God. Because hmm? there's a lot of people in the pulpit that are really just insecure and they need, they need a little bit of man worship and hero worship. And we see that. It's a sickness in our church. And it's performance-based and it's man-centered and it's need-oriented. And it's turned towards the man of God instead of God himself. Come on, how many know we're here for his purposes? Hmm? It's really God's agenda. It's not my agenda. It's not your agenda. It's his agenda. It's not about me. One of the problems when people step into the call of God on their life or step into a place of leadership, it's easy for it to become all about them and all about their anointing and all about their call, and they forget that it's, that it's really not about them, that it's really about God. Because they become very centered on what they've been called to do or the vision that they have. I mean, you know, the pastor isn't here for people to serve his gift. But there's a lot of that going on. It changes the whole viewpoint of how you lead when you recognize that people are not there to fulfill my vision. I'm really here to help people fulfill their vision. Amen. Hmm? There's a lot of backwards thinking going on in the church today. So if I serve the church as a pastor or a prophet or an evangelist or a teacher or an apostle, then I serve them by enabling them. I serve them by empowering them. I serve them by equipping them with the tools that they need to fulfill the plan of God for their own life. Because that's what God has given us in the fivefold ministry is people that will equip us to do what we've been called to do. So you're not here for me. I'm here for you. I really believe that we're moving into a place where God's wanting to see all of us take possession. Somebody say possession. possession. To take possession of all of the things that God has promised us and, and, and move the church. Because God wants the church to move forward. He wants the church to move into new levels of glory, new places of victory, new places where the enemy has crowded people's minds and hearts so long that we shine a bright light and see people really begin to get delivered. Hmm? Come on, somebody say, I gotta get delivered. I mean, there's a lot of darkness in the church today. There's a lot of things that aren't right. And God's called us a church to be on the move, a church that's moving, a church that's that's progressing forward and taking back territory that the enemy has landed on. Amen. So God just really wants us to rise up and be the church. Come on, I gotta be the church. 
the called out ones, the saved ones, the born again ones who really determine what happens in our cities. How I many know God has called us to be the people that determine what happens in our cities? Come on, it's not up to the mayor. It's not up to the voter. It's not up to the congressman. It's up to the believer. That's who determines what happens in our communities. Amen? So I want to preach today from Joshua chapter 6 and lay a little bit more foundation, build on what we talked about last week, and really get you to begin to understand this perspective shift that we're talking about. Joshua 6.1. Now Jericho was securely shut up because of the children of Israel. Because of the children of Israel. None went out and none came in. And the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given Jericho into your hand, its king and the mighty men of valor. You shall march around the city, all your men of war. You shall go around the city once. This you shall do six days. And seven priests, somebody say priest. priest. And seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of rams, horns before the ark. But the seventh day you shall march around the city seven times, and the priests shall blow the trumpets. It shall come to pass when they make a long blast with the ram's horn. And when you hear the sound of the trumpet, that all the people shall shout with a great shout. Then the wall of the city will fall down flat, and the people shall go up every man straight before him. Verse 6. Then Joshua the son of Nun called the priest and said to them, Take up the ark of the covenant, and let seven priests bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark of the Lord. And he said to the people, Proceed and march around the city. And let him who is armed advance before the ark of the Lord. So it was when Joshua had spoken to the people that the seven priests bearing the seven trumpets of ram's horns before the Lord advanced and blew the trumpets, and the ark of the covenant of the Lord followed them. Now Joshua had commanded the people, saying, You shall not shout or make any noise with your voice, nor shall a word proceed out of your mouth until the day I say to you, Shout, then you shall shout. Verse 11, so he had the ark of the Lord circle the city, going around it once. Then they came into the camp and lodged in the camp. Jump down to verse 16. And the seventh time it happened, when the priests blew the trumpets, that Joshua said to the people, shout, for the Lord has given you the city. Somebody say, shout, for the Lord has given me the city. Come on, let's try it again. Shout, for the Lord has given me the city. Our other scripture text is in Luke 19, 13, says this at the end of the verse. Jesus said, occupy, somebody say occupy, or do business until I come back. Be busy about my father's work till I get back. Occupy. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the ability to preach and teach today. Lord, I thank you for the anointing being imparted on my life. God, that the words I speak be the words of the Holy Ghost. Lord, put me on like a coat and wear me today. Father, give me entrance into men and women's hearts, God. Lord, deliver truth and revelation that will shake us, God. Change us. Make us be more like you. Father, I thank you for the word of truth, that it brings freedom and liberty and wisdom and knowledge. And Lord, that we'll never be the same when we hear it shared. Father, I declare your truth today. Only your truth in Jesus' name. Amen. And now we're going to take a break from the message. We will be rejoining Pastor Jason in just a moment. But first, I want to take this opportunity to tell you about Truth Church. Truth Church is located in the heart of St. Lucie County at 3891 Edwards Road in Fort Pierce. Our Sunday worship service starts at 10 a.m., Truth Church is a non-denominational Pentecostal church that has been serving our community for the last two years. There is a ministry for the whole family at Truth Church. Whether it's our monthly senior meetings, children's church, or youth group, there's something for everyone. We've been experiencing a powerful move of God in our services, and we would love for you to come and visit with us. 
you're new to the area or you're looking for a home church, we invite you to come and join us. First, you will be our guest, and then you will be our family. Truth Church, a place for the whole family. I want to begin today by talking about the difference between occupy and invade. The difference between occupation and an invasion. One of the things that we understand is that the kingdom has come. Come on, amen. We know that, right? That we believe that here. We teach that here. The kingdom of God has come. How many know that when you understand what that really means, it will change the way you view Scripture? You'll be able to see things from a God perspective instead of a human perspective. It will change the way that you view the church. How do we see the church? When you understand that the kingdom of God has come, you will no longer see the church as a bunch of defeated group of people just hanging out and praying and begging God to touch them and move on them and heal them until he can come back and they can just get into heaven and get into glory and thank God we got here. So we can get through the misery and finally get some victory. But how many of you recognize this morning that if you understand that the kingdom of God has come, then you understand that victory is already ours now. We are not going to be victorious. We are victorious. Hmm? One of the things that I want to get across to you today and that I want to cement into your heart is the fact that the war is over. Let's say it, again. Let's say it with me, will you? The war is over. We'll try it again. The war is over. This is a perspective shift. Because there's a big segment of believers that don't believe the war is over. They're out there having war. So when we recognize that, it changes how you approach kingdom advancement. And how we advance the kingdom in this life. Because now you see, there's a difference between an invading force and an occupying force. We understand that there's a difference. Jesus said, when the kingdom comes, you will be a people that will occupy until I come back. I want you to occupy. I mean, we've been occupying for a couple thousand years. You are an occupying force, not an invading force. Come on now, amen. He says, I want you to occupy until I return and culminate all that I have put within you. How many of you remember when we used to sing that song, He's the Mighty Warrior, or He's the Mighty One of Israel? Amen. How many of you know He is the Mighty Warrior? Jesus is the mighty. We might be warriors, but he's the mighty warrior. He's the mighty warrior that defeated the devil. And how many understand today that we are no match against the enemy or the forces of hell within ourselves? I don't care how anointed you think you are. Come on. I don't care how gifted you are, how smart you are, how strong you are. I, I, I don't care if you've been able to take on principalities and beat them up all day. You're going to lose without Jesus. Come on now. So in Isaiah, when he said, I looked for a man who can stand in the gap, and when I looked for somebody who can bring victory to the people, he said, I looked, and who was the one coming up from Boaz, whose garments had been stained with blood, who could find nobody else, bore on his right arm, and said, I will bring salvation unto the people. I mean, that's a glimpse of Jesus coming. He was coming to bring salvation to the people, amen? He was coming to end the war. He was coming to finish things off. Come on, somebody ought to shout, amen? Mm. Now, how many of you understand when we couldn't get to God, God came to us? How many of you understand that when he put man on this planet, he put him here to be fruitful? 
Isn't that right? Now what it says in Genesis, he put us here to be fruitful. Then he said multiply. Then he said subdue. And then he said have dominion. Be fruitful, multiply, subdue, and have dominion. Everybody say fruitful. That means God designed you, created you, and built you to be a producer. Hmm? He didn't put you here to be a consumer. Come on, that's one of the problems that we have in our culture today. We're all consumer-minded. God put you here to be a producer. Somebody say, I need to produce something. He said, be a producer, and I want you to be fruitful. Come on, somebody say fruitful. Hmm. I mean, that means he wants some productivity coming out of your life. He wants some productivity coming out of your life. Amen. And then he said, after you got some productivity coming out of your life, I want you to multiply. And so whatever it is in your life that you are fruitful at, learn how to produce it. You don't need to reproduce your dysfunction. You need to reproduce the good stuff that God's put in you, your fruitfulness. We got a lot of people just reproducing dysfunction. Mm. We could camp out there the rest of the day and we might get saved. Then he said to subdue. In other words, anything that keeps you or hinders you from being productive, I want you to put it under your feet. Hmm? Because out of your productivity and out of your increase, you're going to have dominion in the earth. Hmm. And God gave Adam dominion over all the affairs of the earth. Watch this, except one. God did not give Adam dominion over another man. God never allowed Adam to have dominion over another person. He gave him dominion over all the created order, over all the plants, over all the animals. But he never gave Adam dominion over another person. That's why anybody that operates through manipulation, anybody that tries to control you or brings you into subjection, just like some pastors try to do with their anointing. Come on. They try to get, they manipulate you with their gifting or with their position. And you'll hear things in the church like, you're called to me. I had a pastor's wife tell me one time I was called to her. I said, you out of your mind. I'm called to you. I said, last time I checked, Jesus was my Lord, not you. Come on now. Can I just tell you, if someone ever tells you that you are called to them, run. Just run the other way. <laughs> Woo, Jesus. Because they're trying to control you. They're trying to get you to do what they want you to do so that they can increase what they want to see increase in their own life. And it's selfishly motivated, it's performance-based, and it's need-oriented. Come on now, amen? I was never given dominion over you, and you were never given dominion over me. Only the Lord can be the Lord of your life. I can't be the Lord of your life, and you can't be the Lord of my life. Only Jesus can be the Lord of your life. So when Adam was given dominion, Adam was also given volition. Everybody say volition. That means he had the ability to make choices. Adam could choose because God didn't want anybody to serve him because they had to. He wanted them to serve him because they wanted to. Amen? So God gave Adam choices. Now, how many know Eve was deceived? Right? You know what it says? Eve was deceived, but Adam made a choice. There's a difference. That's what my Bible says. Eve was deceived, but Adam made a choice. Now, isn't it interesting that God told Adam, everything on the planet is yours, Adam. Everything. Except that one tree right there. 
Everything is yours. You have dominion over it all, except for that one tree right there. Don't touch that tree, Adam. Stay away from that tree. And what did Adam want? He wanted the tree. How many of you understand that, that, that most of us look at all the stuff we got, and we never really think about all the stuff we got. It's the stuff that we don't have that we always think about. The stuff that we can't have that we always think about. The stuff that they have next door. Hmm? It's other people's stuff that don't belong to us that we're looking at going, boy, I wish I could have that. Hmm? If I could just live on the river. Hmm? If I just had that motor home. What do you mean if you just had it? just stay parked in your yard for a year. Uh, I'm helping somebody. Hmm? If I just had a relationship like that, rather than the one that God gave you. Hmm? Oh, it's starting to get good now, I can tell. Oh, Jesus. Hmm? God said all the money is yours. All the money is yours. I, I just want this to be mine. I just want this to be mine. Hmm? But that's the way we are, ain't we? We want what we can't have. We want what we can't have. So Adam took what he was told was God's. And immediately, Adam was awakened to the soulish realm, the soulish man. When he took what he was not supposed to take. Prior to that, how many know Adam walked around in the spirit man? He had fellowship with God. He was in his body, but he operated completely from the spirit man. He had a relationship. He had fellowship. He had complete, complete communion with God. He hung out in the garden with God. They spent time together with, you know, in the garden, talking and fellowshipping together. And the moment that disobedience entered into his heart and into his life, he was awakened to his soulish man, and he went, and you know what he did? He hid. As soon as he was awakened to the soulless man, he went and hid. Now watch this. When God comes to Adam, Adam, where are you? Adam, what you doing? I mean, God was not playing hide and seek with Adam. He knew where Adam was. Hmm? God knows everything. Amen? God wasn't asking the question to find him. It was a spiritual question. It was, Adam, why have you moved from this place of authority, from this place of dominion, from this place of fruitfulness, from this place of multiplication? Why have you moved from that, Adam, this place of fellowship and this place of righteousness that I created you in? Adam, I don't recognize you. Where are you? What are you doing, Adam? And watch this. Adam said, well, I heard you coming, and I was afraid I heard you coming and I was afraid now he had never been afraid of God before he'd been hanging out with God in the garden ever since God created him he was never afraid of God it wasn't until disobedience was awakened in him then he became afraid of God and he said I hid myself and watch this and God said to Adam why are you hiding well because I'm naked I'm naked and God said, well, Adam, we've been hanging out together all this time in the garden. You've been naked the whole time. That was never a problem before. It never bothered you before. Why does it bother you now? Hmm? Listen, ladies and gentlemen, it's only when we operate in the fallen nature that we become self-conscious. It's only when we operate in the fallen nature that we become self-conscious. The battle for your ability to operate in the power of God, in the gifts of the Spirit, in the anointing of the Holy Ghost, or to be able to walk by faith, is for you to move from a self-conscious attitude and perspective to a God-conscious attitude and perspective. That's it. Amen?
thank you for joining us today for the Revealing Truth with Pastor Jason Baumgartner. We hope you will tune in again each day, Monday through Friday, right here on WCNO 89.9 FM. To obtain your copy of this week's message, please send your check for $5 for shipping and handling to 3891 Edwards Road, Fort Pierce, Florida, 34981. To pay by phone or simply make a love gift, you can call 772-461-8555. That number again is 772-461-8555. For more exciting information on our church, service times, and directions, you can check us out on the web at igniteyourworld.com. This has been The Revealing Truth with Pastor Jason Baumgartner, and I'm your host, Bob Tarvis. See you next time on The Revealing Truth. Revealing Truth and Ignite Your World Incorporated thanks Joey's Cafe for their underwriting support of this week's broadcast. Joey's Cafe is a family-owned and operated breakfast, lunch, and dinner experience specializing in affordable home-cooked meals. Joey's Cafe is located at 6650 South Highway 1, St. Lucie Square Plaza, a mile and a half north of Prima Vista Boulevard. Women's Fellowship meets the first Saturday of every month for a wonderful time of fellowship, prayer, worship, and sharing. This interdenominational meeting is attended by ladies representing 30 different churches. Come join us for a wonderful breakfast every first Saturday of the month at 9 a.m. in the Truth Church Cafe located at 3891 Edwards Road, Fort Pierce, Florida, 34981. Again, located at 3891 Edwards Road, Fort Pierce, Florida, 34981. Please call ahead and RSVP at 772-464-7012. And that number again is Academy K-12 Private Christian School. As parents, you want to make the best choice to empower your child to succeed. At Golden Rule Academy, we have the same goal. Let us help you educate and inspire your children to dream big. We offer accelerated curriculum, reasonable class sizes, caring and involved instructors, as well as art, music, physical ed, tutoring, and extracurricular music lessons, and of course, sports programs, including high school football. Our mission is to build confidence and to teach a love for learning. Golden Rule Academy is now enrolling for the 2012-2013 school year. Space is limited and scholarships are available for qualifying students. You can reach our office at 772-464-1597. That number again is 772-464-1597. Ignite Your World Ministries, Truth Church, and all its affiliate ministries 
Thanks, Destiny Network and Bishop Tony Miller. Destiny Network International exists to serve pastors, local churches, and ministry leaders that make up Destiny Network International. For more information on joining the Destiny Network, go to www.destinynetwork.org. This is Pastor Forrest Woody Watkins, and I would like to invite you to listen to my program, The Best is Yet to Come, each Sunday at 7.30 a.m. on WCNO. The program is sponsored by Mosley and Son Construction Company, where I serve as chaplain. This is WCNO, Palm City, the good news station. Welcome to Family Matter. 